Warning, this episode contains content dealing with murder and violence that could be triggering for some listeners. Senso, who is Nudo? The vintage teacup fell on the silver tray and the glass arch clattered on the carpet floors. Connor jumped at the sudden loud noise. Senso, are you okay? Senso barely responded and bent down to pick up the glass arch on the floor. Vaughn quickly got up and stopped the lilac man from doing so, and grabbed a hold of his hand. Seeing how shaky and disoriented Senso was, Connor didn't want him to pick up the glass in that stare and injure himself badly. The older stared at the younger and didn't say anything. Don't touch those, Kamenai said, his hands moving the others away from the stars and close to his body. Just go sit down and wait for me. I'll pick these up. Just go sit down. Senso kept his mouth closed and followed the blonde's orders, sitting down on the sofa and pressing his back against the soft material. His mind was clouded with agonizing thoughts, and he felt as if he had just been rolled with air, his chest aching painfully. Kamenai carefully grabbed the stars of glass piece by piece and placed it back on the train. Once he finished gathering all the broken pieces and placing them carefully on the silver tray, Kamini bent down to where Sinso was sitting and placed a hand on his knee softly. Are you okay? The blonde asked. Sinso seemed to have come back to earth and looked at Kamini's expression, seeing the worried look on his face and the blonde's plus bottom lip sticking out slightly. Made Sinso's face fell and smile on the inside. He rested his face on his palm and little a sigh. I'm sorry, Sinso apologized. I just didn't expect you to ask that so suddenly. It, it caught me off guard. Come right, took his head. Don't apologize. It's not your fault. I should be the one who does the apologizing. It was very stupid of me to ask about you, though, and it's clearly not my business or anything, so it's fine. No, that's okay, since I reassured and cuffed the blonde's cheek gently. His thumb slowly carried the blonde's soft and squishy cheek. I don't mind telling you who Nudo is anyways, just... The older paused and locked eyes with the younger golden ones, then so found himself feeling lost in those eyes of his, his and smiled gently. Be prepared. Prepared? The younger touched his head, unintentionally being cute, and looked at Senso. For what? To cry, Senso said with a straight face. Wait, I'm going to cry? If you have a heart, then yeah, I guess you are. Since so I am literally the biggest crybaby ever to exist. If the story you're about to tell me is as sad as you say it is, watch me said crocodile tears by the end of it. Since so let out a heartfelt chuckle, and Kaminari flushed a bit as he listened to the sound coming from the odor. Seeing a smile, even if it was small, made something inside the bond body churn. Kaminari also laughed a bit to ease the weird feeling and rested his chin on Sinso's knee. What was that? Am I sick? The other stopped laughing and reached out to place his hand on top of Kamenai's wide blonde locks. He ran his hand through Kamenai's hair, then saw fingers gently threatening the younger skull. Kamenai leaned towards you, touched, and closed his eyes, savoring the calm and relaxing feeling of having his hair patted like that. Sensei watched Kamenai's accents and, and he smiled when seeing him act that way. It sort of reminded of how similar, of how very similar to how a cat will act. He put it said and reached to touch and purr softly. Only Kamenai wasn't purring. Not yet, anyways. Nudo was my lover. Hearing that made Kamenai's eye flying and shock. Your lover? Sensei nodded. Before you came along, Nudo Monoma was my lover. 
I loved him very dearly, so much that I'd practically die for him. We were perfect for one another. He was the apple of my eye, the one I wanted to spend my entire life with, my soulmate. You know, was everything I desired and loved. I'm sorry, but there's too many was in there and not a lot of is. Counter cyber fire furrowed. Why do you talk like that to you guys? Break up or something? Took so looked away. We didn't break up. He was killed. The color from the blonde's face disappeared. Since so I don't be sorry, it wasn't your fault. Since so my root and his hand clenched tightly. The soft, tranquil lilac orbs turned into crimson ones, filled with fury and rising anger. His last words left his mouth like venom, hurting his throat as he spoke. Then, it was their fault. Hey, Tosi, are you sure you want to do this? A young Bond boy with a weary look on his face asked, his hands trembling as he grabbed onto the strap of his backpack. I'm the sore, Vincent replied, taking the young boy's hands and gripping them tightly. I'd rather run away with you, Nito. Hundreds of times and spent another day here in this castle with the, with the thousands of responsibilities tracing behind me. The young blonde boy, Nita, blushed and looked to the side, murmuring to himself ever so slightly. Just don't regret it when your parents come dragging your ass back home like they have the last couple of times. Then so annoyingly rolled his eyes as DMs in the tad replayed of those times when his father did, in fact, bring him back home. When they discovered he went on another run of view with Nito, it was a constant pain to ask, but to some it didn't matter at all. Whatever, he muttered. This time, they won't find me. I'm sure of it. Nito tilted his head to the side, and his mirth turned to a smug. Hmm. He hummed hauntingly. You said that the last couple of times, and look what happened. The same old routine that you and your parents have developed. This time I'm sore of it, since it was third. I found us a place we can go and live, a place not even my parents know about. You know, scoff. I'll believe it when I spend a week there without living, without having your parents' gardens and fruity doors, and leave said door for you, throwing a transform worse than a toddler. Ugh, the lightning not grumbled, his eyes sticking from Nito's face to the backpack behind his body. Forgetting about that, you ready to go? He asked. Nito nodded and grabbed Cynthia's hair. Let's go, baby. There you go again with the pup names. You love them, sweetheart. <laughs> no, I don't. You do. Nito teased and poked Cynthia's cheek with one finger. Those blossom cheeks of yours prove your statement otherwise. Let's just get going. He said and started walking towards the door, hands entwined with the bomb. If we leave right now, we'll be able to reach the house before dawn. Before dawn? It'll take us that long? You know why? His lips turning to a pout. Cynthia nodded and turned around to face his adoring companion. The light neck smiled and kissed those pouting lips, earning a wide eyed blessing look from the blonde. You know, put Cynthia away in embarrassment and turned his face to the side. Not very toasty. You toasty? And breaking a little chuckle to himself. No nicknames this time. Nito felt his embarrassment rise and playfully punched Sensa on the shoulder. Let's just keep going. Even though I hate traveling at night, I want to see this place not even your parents know about is located. Sensa nodded and both the light nut and blonde walked out the door, heading into their new diamond to their new destination. Since so Monoma were walking through the forest, they left Nizel's kingdom an hour ago, and they still have a long way to go. 
Monoma kept complaining and whining about how much his feet hurt and grew tired of how many constants were almost there he got, yet they weren't even half close to his destination. How long is this place? Monoma asked, his paces running thinner and thinner. We've been walking for races, and if I hear you say one more time, we're almost there, and we actually are, I am going to murder you. Sensei chucked his little threat and kept looking forward, moving a branch out of the flame with one hand and with the other guiding the complaining blunt behind him. They heard a twig snapping somewhere near the area they were in, but they paid no mind to it and only focused on each other's presence. Sensei stopped moving suddenly and smiled to himself. Monoma trailed right behind Senso, and when the other stopped suddenly, he bumped into him and landed on his behind. Monoma growled and looked up at Senso with his glance. Where did you stop? he exclaimed. Look. Monoma felt himself rise from the ground and noticed that Senso hadn't helped him up get up. Senso sat with grabbing Monoma's forearm and the light and it started taking a few steps forward. The bond heard. Blonde furred his eyebrows and confusion, and his mouth was slightly agape as he was being dragged by Senso. When they came to a stop, Monoma's eyes widened. They were standing at the edge of the class, though, before he saw it. His blue eyes, his blue orb stared at the house, and so was talking about the whole way here. Even though Monoma kept calling it a house in his mind, he knew that using the word house was an understatement. That house was a freaking mansion. Monoma was left breathless. Whoa. Senso stood behind him and placed both ends on the blonde shoulders, bringing him closer to his own body. Do you like it? he asked, hoping the blonde liked the place he had built just for the sole purpose of it being the house they spend the rest of their lives in. I had it built without my parents knowing just for us. Monoma didn't say anything and blushed. He sat on his shoulders and placed his own hands on top of Senso's much paler ones. Monoma squeezed tightly and lot of Monoma. <laughs> this is amazing, Senso. Do you like it? Senso asked hopefully, his eyes twinkled with innocent love and hope. I love it. I love you. Monoma turned his body and kissed Senso. Wrapped his arms around his neck and Senso wrapped his arms around Monoma's face. Senso smiled in between the kiss. He was beyond content. He was ecstatic that Monoma had loved the place he built for the two. But he was also taken aback by the fact that Monoma hadn't said, I love you too, back to him. It wasn't a big deal, so since it was like this time. Come on, check on Monoma, and started running down a small dirt road that led safely down the hill. Since her smile never left his face as he ran behind Monoma. He was running quite fast for someone who was complaining earlier about his feet hurting. The feeling of happiness still lingered inside him. He was happy seeing Monoma to be so excited to get to their house. Wait up! Since Phil called out, his loud voice echoing throughout the woods. Slow down, Nato, I can't keep up! No can do, Grandpa. I want to see your house already! Since Phil's face blushed and he momentarily stopped. Out of pure embarrassment, he yelled, Nato! <laughs> Need to. <laughs> Slow down, Senso panted heavily as he tried to catch his breath from running so much. The loud net wasn't used to running much, and it's so seeing as how hard he was trying to catch his breath and stop wheezing. Nito, on the other hand, looked completely normal and watched when arms crossed, it's not an athletic boy from visibly catching his breath.
You look out of sight. Pencil. You need to slow down. Pencil panted heavily as he tried to catch his breath from running so much. The log nut wasn't used to running much, and it sewed seeing as how hard he was trying to catch his breath and stop wheezing. Nilo, on the other hand, looked completely normal whilst his arms crossed. His non-athletic boy primarily trying to catch his breath. You look at you look at a sight, Pencil saw him go. What? I'm just saying. Pencil got up and fixed himself, coughing and walking from the blonde and turning his body completely to face him. Welcome, Monomanito, to your house. Lightner announced, and like a butler, he bowed and held out his hand towards the door. Madame Gago and fixed his posture, chin held high, and his chest out, walking like a sophisticated invisible. Well, thank you, he told Season so. The blonde walked towards the doors and turned the doorknobs, opening both doors and letting the cool air of the air conditioning hit his warm face. Madame closed his eyes and took in a breath, the smell of sweet apple and cinnamon entered his nostrils. Madame walked inside the mansion and stood right in the middle, his eyes crawling around the rich furniture and decorations that were all scattered around their designated rooms. The blonde was fascinated by all of this, and he turned his body around to meet himself, standing by the now closed door with a smile on his face. So what do you think? Madame ran up to him and engulfed his level blood body in his tiny long arms. Vincent stumbled back a bit and wrapped his arms around Madame's small figure. They stared like that until Sensel felt a certain damp. The white net's face turned into one of worry and confusion. Uh, are you okay, Nito? He asked. Sensel wanted to remove Monoma from his body and check on him, but the blonde went above and hugged him tighter. Nito? Moments later, Monoma slowly removed himself from Sensel's body and looked up to see his worried face. Sensel's eyes widened. The blonde's eyes were red and filled with tears. Tears that were streaming down his cheeks, and some may had made wet spots on the collar of his shirt. Instinctively, Senso, with one hand, cupped his face, and with his thumb, he started wiping tears that fell. I'm sorry about the tears. Nero apologized and locked down. I'm just so overwhelmed with so many happy feelings, I didn't know what to do. Senso bowed softly and removed his hand from the blonde's cheek. Senso lifted Monoma's chin, and they both looked at each other in silence. Senso stared at Monoma, and he felt his heartbreak increase, and the butterflies in his stomach were doing help, were doing somersaults. Staring at the man he loved dearly made him feel euphoric. Closing the gap between them, Senso places his semi-chap lips on Monoma's soft ones. One last tear slipped down the blonde's cheek as he closed his teary eyes and accepted the loving kiss. The innocent kiss turned into a one of lust. The mouths connecting closer, and each of their hands were on each other's hair gripping strands of hair tightly. Monoma moaned and his mouth opened slightly, giving entrance to Senso's tongue as it roamed around exploring his mouth hungry. The heat of kiss left them breathless and they both parted, a string of saliva connecting her rosy colored lips. Senso looked at Monoma's half-folded eyes, his chest was rising up and down rapidly, taking in the bits of oxygen that he lacked inside his lungs. Let's go upstairs, the younger suggested, and Monoma nodded taking Senso's hand when he extended it towards them. They made their way upstairs, and Senso led Monoma to a room in a long, dark hallway. They were standing in front of two large black doors. Huge black doors that seemed to come out of a video game. Doors that looked like the two boys were entering a final boss's room. Well, what's in there? Nito laughed and covered his lips with his fingers, as if he 
As if his hand was a tiny fan. This looks like it came straight out of Super Mario or something. And so rolled his eyes and chuckled. This is your room, Nato. My room? The younger nodded and opened the doors. I remember you telling me that you loved extravagant video game world things, so I had these doors built specifically for you. Oh my god, I know it's kinda extra, but extra? Nito interrupted. It's straight up amazing. I'm honestly dating them now. I thought it was rather tacky and weird, but now that I know it's mine, I love it. Shall we go in and continue what we started? Sensel asked, his fingertips grazing the blonde's neck. Tempted, that Monoma smirked. Swear. What if one was connected again? As Monoma's block back laid on the soft mattress, Sensel's arms were casing the blonde and holding up the heated younger's body up so he doesn't squat the older. Hmm. Monoma moaned in between the kiss and unintentionally started grinning on Sensel. Sensel growled at the sun of motion and felt his body temperature rising. For sure, the four things I needed more. The sun of the gun saw in the window breaking blasted free terror drums. Sensel! Monoma got up from the bed and stared with wide eyes at the younger who was holding his arm in pain. Blood oozed out of the envy, and Sensel gritted his teeth, firmly holding the open wound with his palm, trying his best to stop the bleeding. What happened? Are you okay? When it asked, his body trembling terribly. Right when the mom was about to stand up and go to his wooden companion, another gunshot was heard. Get down! Mama quickly threw his body on the floor and covered his ear with both hands. The gunshot flew from all angles of the room and hit one of the lamps near the corner of the bed. The lamp shattered and the glass eyes were shattering all over the carpet floor. Both his knees and elbows stung. The impact of his body coming in contact with the floor when he threw his body hurt badly, but he ignored it and started crawling towards Sensel. The blonde grabbed a piece of red material that was Closest to him, finally reached Senso, who was panting continuously and sweating profusely. Nito, I told you to stay down, Senso said as he watched Mono come closer to him and lay his eyes on the bleeding wound. Let me help you with that, Mono said, his hand trembling with the red firebook he got out towards the younger. Give me your arm and I'll wrap this around to help minimize the bleeding. Senso looked over his arm and when the air hit the wound, his breath hits and his eyes closed tightly. One more fast and wrapped a red fabric around his arm, tightening it well to not allow any more blood to come out, and then tying it so it won't undo while they run. There, one of us said, as he moved his sticky hands and looked at Sensel's pain written face. It's to be okay now. Sensel wasted no time in taking the blood and and started running outside the room. Mono kept tripping along the way, but he held his balance enough to not slow down Sensel and himself from escaping. They ran down the stairs and howled out the mansion doors. If they stared any along in the house, the people who are shooting outside will barge in and will make it easier for Sensel and Marmoget to be targeted. Sensel ran into the forest as fast as Luke could take him. He didn't care about his injured arm. All Sensel cared about was Monoma's safety and well-being. Another gun sight. Monoma screamed and held on to Sensel, who extinctly raced to cover the terrified one in his arms. We know you're in here somewhere, he told Sensel. Sensel's eyes widened. How do they? Sensel didn't respond and waited for the person that was somewhere near them to speak again. Monitor gripped Sensel's close tail in fear. Give up the phone and we'll let both and we'll let both you and your little pet live. Monmo looked up and at Sensel. Give up the throne. Sensel, you don't think that What are you talking about? Sensel shouted. Sounded. Don't play dumb with us. Give up and hand the crown to us. Us, Sensel laughed himself quietly. 
Who's us? You don't need to know about that. Just hand over the throne or you will both die. I won't give it up. Hitoshi, wh what are you doing? Monomai cried. They're going to kill you. I don't care, since the growl growled. I'm not giving up my rightful position on the throne to some low life like them. But since Nito, I need you to go and run away from here. They're here for me and not you. So run away and find my parents. Get the help you need and come back here. No, Hitoshi, I can't leave you. Now not the time to be worrying about stuff like that. Since he'll place his hands on Monomus to the soldiers and left at him directly, I don't want to put you in danger. No, Monomus cried, and he shook his head. Tears had already slipped down the blonde cheek. Don't be stupid. I can't leave you here. Just go. But the two were arguing, and another little was sneaking through the forest to find Sensei Monoma. The forest was quiet, and the person listened closely to hear any sudden noises or movements. Their keen sense of the hearing caught the sudden noise of a conversation going on, and they slowly started making their way towards the noise. Once they made their way towards the couple, they gripped the gun in their hands tightly and positioned his body ready to take their shot. I have a clear view on the prince boss, then whispered to the walkie talkie in their shoulder. Should I shoot? That's perfect, but not yet, the boss said, his voice breaking through the contraption. Let's give them one last chance before shooting. What will it be, he tells the Senso. The boss called out, Give up your phone or die. Senso put his phone away and turned his body around. I'd rather die than give up the throne to low lives like you. The boss pissed at the younger response, grabbed, grabbed a walkie-talkie and growled, Kill him. The person who had a perfect range shot of heat shot at Senso, positioned the person positioned the weapon and looked through the scuff of the gun, making sure a long time that their position was precise. They thought the last and fine and fatal gunshot. Someone turned his head to where the sound of the gunshot was heard and his eyes widened. Blood spluttered all over his clothes. Nito! The boss and his men left after the person retorted that he just see himself's mate had taken the bullet for him. Seeing as how they didn't want any trouble for the time being, they decided to leave the prince alive and come back later on. Monoma's body fell to the floor's floor. The gun sat wind, creating a pool of blood right below him. Sensel quickly ran towards his level and fell to his knees when he was close. What did you- Sensel grabbed Monoma's body and gasped when he noticed the gun sat wound. What did you do? Coughing at blood, Monoma looked at Sensel and answered weakly, I- I took a bullet for you. Why would he do that? Sensei cried, every tear screaming down his face. Why would he do something so stupid and reckless? Monoma didn't say anything and coughed, his eyes closing shut a demon's pain in, a, in his lower abdomen. Sensei sobbed. You, you should have just left like I told you so. None of this would have happened have you just have none of this would have happened if you had just listened to me. So why didn't you? I can't leave you alone. Monoma reasoned. The coughing of is becoming more consistent. They, they would have sought you. I don't care about myself. I would have healed just fine. Sensel brought Monoma's body closer, his head resting in the blonde forehead. This is all my fault. I should have just given up the fun and you would have lived it. Monoma weakly raised his arm and placed a sticking hand in the crying boy's cheek. Weakly, Monoma wiped the tears in his thumb, and when Sensel was looking at him, Monoma smiled. Juan brought Sensel's face closer to his mouth, and he whispered something in his ear before resting his head back down on Sensel's lap. 
feeling his body grow numb and his consciousness fading away, one must swallow the lump in his throat and try to fight back the tears pouring out of his eyes before he spoke. I love you, son, so he tells you. One must said, and slowly his eyes started to close. The blonde body stopped moving, and Senso started panicking more. No, 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 no! Do not die on me, Nito! Do not dare leave me alone! Sobbing boy finally sucked the blonde slave with body and attempted to wake him up. The bleeding in the slaughter diamond was increasing, and more blood oozed out of the blonde's body, increasing his chances of death. Nito, wake up! The no longer warm, now cold hand that was placed on Senso's cheek slowly fell to the ground. Senso's tears streamed harder, and he felt his chest ache more and more. Monoma's hand dropped to the floor, and Senso sobbed uncontrollably. In his body sat, Monoma had said, I love you too, as his last dying words. Nito!